we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to be around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host Armin to talk NYC, baby, those ladies of New York City. And it's the best time of the year, Eddie. We're in the Berserkshires. It's honestly, it never anytime fails. we're in the Berserkshires, it's, it's the really, truly the most magical time of the year, no matter what time of the year it is, because Dorinda always makes it nice. We know this. Iconic. She, she has honestly, Dorinda has, I think, the most tag, not like taglines, but like catchphrases out of a housewife to come out of New York. You oh know yeah, I mean? I mean, clip, clip, I think- clip. Not well, bitch. Um, I decorated, cooked, I made it nice. Uh, that and that's just scratching Giovanni. the surface. Giovanni, yep, yep. Uh, although I guess Luann, Giovanni, Luann's kind of stolen that from her and hasn't thanked her. As she's literally walking out with a Giovanni bag. I, I mean, there's a lot of things we need to dissect in this episode. So I think we should jump right in and start where we left off, which was the end of the fight um, between Sonia, Luann, and everyone else who decided to get involved. Because as we know, Sonia is not getting paid anything to be in this the ca- cabaret show. And as we know, she started cabarets. And supposedly they said at one point, like Luann's making a lot of money off of it, which I'm not surprised. I mean, she sells quite a few tickets and they are expensive. We went. We went and it was like a sold out show. Like the show was completely filled. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not like she's making. Yeah, she and she has done a lot of these shows. She's making a ton of money. She could give Sonia a little bit more than $225 for being in the show. But even more so that, I feel like it's just a slap in the face because it's like, you're not worth anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to pay these people, but like, you're just a friend. So I'm just going to. It's like when people this isn't are community like, theater, you know? Like, yes, exactly. It, this is a huge profit making venture. It's different. It's this is massive national touring countess and friends sold out theaters we're at the wiltern in los angeles it was literally packed to the brim with drunk drunkards like yeah and then there were like vip things which we didn't participate in that costs a lot more money i wouldn't the whole vip situation would have been a disaster yeah i'm I'm interested to see who did it yeah i'm pretty sure it costs a couple hundred bucks yeah, so she's fine. She could if it, it costs a couple hundred bucks to meet Luann or do the VIP situation, it should cost more than that to have Sonia in the show. I'm sorry. Oh, easily, um, but it really derails from that <laughs> that point. Yes. Um, yes. It is no longer about that. Basically, uh, when we jump into the story in this episode from the to yes. be continued, because Dorinda uh, goes full Dorinda, basically. So Dorinda, I. I, okay, so I get the one side where Ramona's like, she's going through a lot. She's reprocessing the death of Richard, which I totally think. But at the same time, I feel like Dorinda gets some sort of like pleasure out of like being this like watchdog, like, I don't know, like aggressive beast. Like she, she gets a, like a pleasure out of being this like Rottweiler for the ladies. She's like, I'll, I'm ready to go to bat even against them. I, it's, it's interesting to see, like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was No, that's funny. a good point. 
she you know does I mean? seem like, to relish it. in it. Yeah. Although she doesn't get like that when she's sober, but when she gets drunk, there is something there that where flips. she just gets maniacal and bloodthirsty. And you're right. She does seem to really relish in it. She seems to enjoy it for sure. Like when she gets those digs in, she's like, mm-hmm, yep, I did that. Go When she said, go cry now. Yes. You could tell she's hyped. She's like, oh, I really hurt you in the worst place. Yeah, and she and she knows the stingers that will like pack the punch, so she'll build up to them and then throw them in, like the mugshot thing again, and it breaks, you know, the people down. Like, and, and she knows what she's doing, and like it's almost like I said, she enjoys it. It's almost like a game for her. She's like playing strategic about it. Like, even though she's drunk, it's like her drunk self has this alter ego who's like, I am gonna talk the master plan to make someone cry tonight. And in this case, it was Luann, which I I gotta say when I first saw her go outside and just hold her chest and start crying. I burst out laughing, Armin. I am sorry, but I did. So when she's crying in her room, I thought that was genuine. But when they go back to her crying when she's outside, the camera is just like fixated directly on Lou, right? And it mm-hmm. seems like the camera has just been like sitting there stationary on, on Lou for God knows how long. And that looked staged for sure. I mean, and we have to think, like, it probably was. Like, we know from reality TV and how it's filmed, like, sometimes you, like, have a moment and they're like, okay, we need to get that from a different shot. We need the lighting a little better. Can you recreate that feeling four more times? So that's probably what happened to Luann, where it was like, you are you were just sobbing inside the house. You're still upset now. We need to, like, have you still be upset. We need to re-pick up lines. And Luann's like, yeah. my friend. Like, it the was holding like, the chest... Like, drama yeah, of it all it just i i couldn't t- i can't take it seriously like even though she's like in tears obviously she's hurt whatever oh yeah no the thing is, i'm just like she was Luan hurt but is, it, it was theatrical but she's also like in this in a sense she's like not really the victim here because she's the one who was like attacked sonia in the first place saying like sonia was nothing and then dorinda yes came back and like did some like attacking against Luann, but it was in defense of Sonia. So it's like, I always hate this about Lou and I will say this again. She always likes to play the victim in any situation, even when she is the aggressor. Um, and I but think she doesn't play case. the victim though. This is, it was so dramatic and she like has to leave. Right. And like, okay. I just, I'm not, but this I'm is not exactly because... what happened because you know, she does say the next day, like she was at fault and you have to admit, especially in the context of housewives, um, Luann is, is very quick to admit her own faults in these sort of situations, and that doesn't happen with a lot of housewives. That Ma- is true. She takes some vicious hits that almost no other housewives take, and we have said this historically. Like, Lou takes a lot of hits, like, dating back to the Bethany years. Bethany would say some really terrible things about her, and Luann bounces back, and even when people say terrible things to her, Lou, you find Luann apologizing too like she will say I'm yeah. sorry for my part in it and she did that to Dorinda the next morning she actually says and I'm sorry I didn't handle it well come on yeah you have well, to admit that's impressive considering that was impre- that was impressive that was impressive but I was I what I'm saying is I don't like her trying she does the same Ramona does the same thing they try to turn themselves into the victims in the situation to gain sympathy. But I was happy that she did apologize the next day. Yeah. Also. It's different though. Ramona, nothing happens to Ramona. Ramona just becomes the victim somehow. Yes. Well, that's, that's a whole other issue and problem. Wait, Dorinda was straight up like, oh, those dresses are $400. That really suits you. Like basically calling her cheap. Yes. 
and lowdown and all the other things like drunken mugshot, this and that. That was low. I mean, again, you know, it's not that Lou was in the right in the Sonya situation, but does that mean she warrants those Dorinda attacks? I don't think so. No, I don't think anyone warrants Dorinda attacks. And I think that's the problem with the, the Dorinda attacks. But um, I mean, I just, I had to laugh because these women, like it was such a big fight. Like, oh, it's always were, comedy with Froni. They were, they were, they were, they were, it was so vicious. It was so aggressive. And then the next morning, Dorinda's like, I was really drunk last night. I love you. And Luann's like, I was overserved as well. I love you too. And she's like, so well, I'll see you soon. Chalk it and up to the like, rosé. Chalk it up to the rosé. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Like, I've, I, I just, I, it's hilarious. Like, these women are acting like I did when I was 22 years old. Like, that is where it's at at this point. It's like, I haven't had a night where I was like, I, like, just called a friend and was like, I love you. Because I was, like, so blacked out, wasted, being so mean and crazy. Or, like, the other way around, they were, like, mean to me and they called me. Like, and we're like, oh, we were just both like super drunk we browned out blacked out like that was just the way it, like i haven't had one of those nights in years and dorinda and luann had one on last night's episode like it blows right. my mind and roni has them on the daily but i also think the reconciliation is more emotionally mature than what we see in other franchises yes where they hold grudges for seasons over nothing and then you have dorinda here laying some vicious blows probably ranks you know up there in the in the top 10 of, of vicious blows in the last few years of, of housewives pretty nasty stuff and in the, the next morning they're like it's the rose rose happened Talk that's all yeah. we're good let's move on we have 20 years of friendship um behind us and and forward so so let's not let one night ruin it that's more emotionally mature than you know the way lisa vanderpump and kyle richards handle their shit for example just throwing away 20 years of friendship over, I still don't even know what. I, well, I respect it. I respect it. I feel like there's more to the story with Lisa <laughs> and Kyle. I mean, we're, we're talking about apples and carrots here. But um, but no, I agree. I, I think they are a much more emotionally mature. These women are able to forgive and forget. Like they said, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. It's Dorinda's thing. No one wrote anything down. They're good to go. There was no text messages. They didn't unfollow like Elise. Um but it, it's good to see them, you know, be able to make amends to where they're able to come back the next, Luann's there the next day, ready to have dinner with the ladies. They're having um, this entertainer, this guy, Colin Cowie, I'm not sure. Um, he, I guess, is like a Martha, like a Martha Stewart guy situation. I don't know. That's what I got from him. Like, he's like an entertainment, like a lifestyle guru. Um, and every and- single housewife wanted him. Especially yeah, but, Sonia. Okay, and like the yeah, like, uh, but he was like, okay, I know they said he was bisexual, but like, he seemed into it. I, I at least don't think at he least was into at it. least Sonia's uh, offer. So, anyone, anyone would be into Sonia. Like that's Fair the enough. thing. Like anyone is going to accept a pass from Sonia. Like I would. Like you know, um. But I also think it's like it's like why like I I think it's funny that Dorinda specifically like invites like gay men to the house so that the women can't like sleep with them one of them or fight over one because she invites any straight men to that house every single one of them is going to be gunning for the gullet you know what i mean like she's like let me just invite my gays and it will be okay and they'll flirt but nothing will happen i feel like this was also the biggest 
Berkshire's party that we've seen ever, right? Or maybe I'm forgetting one, but I feel like usually they keep it pretty tight. I mean, there was the year they did the role playing thing. Oh, with it was the murder the, mystery, but those the people mystery. weren't guests; they were hired actors. It was, and it was only three of them. It was, yeah, because it was like the two male actors. It was like the the guy who owned the property and the assistant, and then the <laughs> butler. Uh, I remember. I literally just watched this episode like t- a week ago two weeks ago yeah Um, so this was like the biggest berkshire's affair too which was interesting i liked seeing them all play off of different characters you had ramona having that conversation with that guy i don't know why they were talking about dating was was he a was he a dating coach or something or they just happened to be talking about no ramona was i think talking about how she needed a man or something and then he said something like oh that's been my that was that was my experience on online dating Right. And oh, yeah, goes, because he asked how long she had been married, and she was like yes. 20 years. And then he made the comment that she's on to the next chapter of her life. Right, right. Yeah. That's what kicked that and conversation then, off. Yeah, and then she was like, oh, no, we're the one percenters. We don't, we don't do online We don't dating. do online dating, which is so and untrue. And then Elise goes, I met the love of my life on Match.com. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I mean... I don't know. I mean... Also, how pretentious of Ramona. Like, Ramona, like, this is the thing. I mean, everyone has their reasons for whatever they want to do. Um, I think the way people find love in the modern world is new. It's different. Whatever. Personally, I, like, online applications and dating sites are a bust. Um because most of the time people are just out there for one thing and it's very, you know, image based. And I think that would work for Ramona, but I, I, I don't think that's why Ramona's not on it. I think she's not on it because she thinks only poor people are on it, which is sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, that, because what I'm, tra- what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say in, in lesser, more direct terms is I don't use, I don't do apps because people are just trying to look to hook up and bang. Um, but that's not the reason Ramona's not doing it. Ramona's not on apps because she doesn't want to find a, a poor bitch and she thinks people are only poor that are on these apps, which is completely wrong. Yeah, and it's sad because that means Ramona isn't looking for an emotional match. She's not looking for a personality match. Uh, she's not looking for a soulmate, whatever that means to Ramona. She's looking for money. She's looking for I a mean, money match. I mean, and the thing is, I think that that's 100% true. And I think that showed a lot of what Ramona is really looking for. I think she still is in a emotional, emotional, wow, (laughs) an emotional relationship with Mario. She has that family still with her daughter. She had a kid. She's done the raising. She's done the motherly thing. And I think she's like, well, what I'm 60. I got time left. I just need a man who will keep me company, keep me busy and keep me my bank filled to the brim like that's all she needs but mostly the last part she basically wants to marry a bag of money that's yeah a bag of money who will hug her back a bag of money covered in flesh a bag of money with a penis is all she needs exactly yep literally glue a dildo on the front of a sack of money and ramona will be like i'm in love give me a ring let's sign the marriage certificate A a credit card with a dildo uh glued onto it boom she's good to go this is graphic. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Ramona, like, you know, do your thing, like date however you want. I'm not here to judge anyone how they date, how they find the love of their life. But I feel like Ramona is just going down a dark path. I, I just, the thing is, is like, 
if you're going for money, money is like a material thing. If you're going for looks, looks fade. If you're going for, you know, X, Y, Z, like if those things pass, like go for the heart, go for the spirit, go for something that you're going to connect with forever. Because at the end of the day, when you're 80 years old and you're living in a shack and you look like crap, what do you want to do? You want to sit and smile. That's all you want to do. So Ramona, take another look, maybe give Mario a chance. Well, there was that dumb excuse, right? That guys who make less money can't get their dick hard, which is which was the problem she said with her ex, aka Mario. <sighs> okay, like there like Ramona is like I do not know what like what is wrong with this woman. Like I I don't understand it. Like, she's crazy. Maybe that was an issue with Mario. Maybe Mario was jealous of Ramona's fame and success, right? And, and so he was, like, so emasculated. Yeah, maybe that's true. But I don't think that's the case with all men. I don't think that's universal. But, Ramona, just stop. Just, you know what? Try something new. Try something a little different. Clearly shit hasn't been working out for you. No offense. Try I mean, just expand your mind a little bit. I mean, honestly, uh, I could be done with Ramona. I think Ramona could leave and I'd be fine. Like I'm yeah. that over her. Like she's, I find her just so annoying and gross. Like this was like another thing for me. I don't know. It just made me feel like I, she's so out of touch at this point and she doesn't even want to be on the show. Like go hang out with the other friends. By the way, did you see the um, cameo that's going around? Oh yeah. Yeah, should we Where, just talk about it? Should we let's talk about it. So, um Elise did a cameo for someone and in the cameo she's like, "Oh, Ramona's 50 50 friends make up 49 now because like I'm no longer hanging with you and you want to know why she can't find a man here. I'm going to I have a special guest here to tell you why I can't why she can't find a man." And Leah comes out, which by the way, I love that Leah and Elise are friends. Elise is growing on me. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Like, in a weird, like, friend of way, I can tolerate her. But I don't want her to be a full-time housewife. But Leah comes by and says that Ramona shits the bed during sex. And that is why she cannot find a man. Well, this episode uh, maybe alludes to that. (laughs) There was, yeah, first of all, who does not know how to plunge a toilet? Someone who's in the 1%. She's not, though. That's the thing is, like, (laughs) Ramona is not in the 1%. Like, if she was in the 1%, she would not be doing this freaking show. Like, I'm sorry. I am sorry. The 1% is, like, succession-level money. Like, that is the 1%. Ramona is in, like, the 10%. Maybe she doesn't know how to plunge a toilet because she's always shitting on the walls or her bed. Yeah, right. uh, In in the bed, on the floors, on the walls. And apparently, yeah, like she does during sex. Yeah. yeah, she's never seen a toilet before. Usually, the, yeah. I'm. I thought it was hilarious. I love that Elise and Leah are friends. Do you think um, it's true, or they're just fucking around? I mean, it, should, it probably has happened to her, and like they just. I mean, they have blown it up. Like I would, like if one of my friends like shit the bed during sex, I'd be like, up, oh, up. Oh. Do you think you Mario know, told them that? No, I think she told them that. She's probably like, oh, I have an embarrassing story. Like you'll never guess what happened, and I'm sure she told it to like only Elise and Elise or like only like Sonia and they told someone else like the story got around like so like oh I can't believe it happened like you know I, I could don't see know. that yeah um personally I've never had that issue I don't know anyone else who has that issue um but Ramona I'm sure there's help out there if you need it um also diapers are cute 
most people your age wear them anyways. I'm sure they oh. have some cute 1% or ones that you can find. She can afford them. She really can. If she's in the 1%, she can buy um, Depends and Paley Serena to do another commercial for her. Maybe some gold-plated adult diapers. Uh, she could only wish. Um, did we miss anything in this episode? I feel like Thoughts on was... Leah's bartender boyfriend? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, gross. Um, I mean, sorry. I mean, he's probably a great guy. He seemed not nice. My type. Yeah, he's really nice. Just not my <laughs> type. Um, a little bit, yeah. He, I loved him in Dorinda, though. He handled that well. The little townie moment. Okay, it was hilarious because Dorinda is like... My grandmother oh my was baptized here. My my father was baptized here. My mother was baptized. I always wanted to live here. I was I was a waitress, the lead waitress the red the red lion in. It was gold. It was hilarious. I was it's like from a movie. It's like that person, that old lady who like lived in the town forever, and you're like, Oh god, this bitch. And she's like, Oh, well, let me tell you about this. And then I was like watching it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what I sound like when I like bring friends to like my hometown or like I'm driving down a piece of like the street of where I like used to live. I'm like, ah, oh, back over here by L- by LMU, my old school. This is where we, this is where we used to get the, like the Mendocino farm and sit out by the lake. And then and, like, and people are probably like, what is this kid talking about? And I'm like, I'm Dorinda. And so it, it was a really self-reflective moment watching it as well. And I'm like, I talk about my life too much. You're like, oh I'm my gosh, right now. that is me. You're in your hometown driving down the street. So that's the church where I was baptized in. My mom was also well, baptized there. Well, you well, you know. My actually, grandparents met at this diner hey, right over there. I was the fourth living generation born in the same hospital in my hometown. They put it in the paper. See, and you, you are very Dorinda then. And I won the my town's Halloween costume contest at a year old um, in the plaza. Look at the history. Uh, there, Eddie. You are just making I, I, local history. My my grandpa built a couple buildings in the town. Like I I I could be Dorinda. Like that's what I'm saying. It like hit too close to home. I actually I didn't realize the ties that Dorinda had to the Berkshires for so many de- generations too. I didn't realize that she was saying right. Both of her grandparents were baptized in the same place or something. I don't know. It was hard well, to follow I, because she was slurring all of her words. Yeah. But. I didn't realize like when she, they were driving through the town and she was like, Oh, that's where I used to work. And that's where I grew up. And this is the main tree we hung out. I was like, Oh my God, she grew up here, which means by the way, I don't know if you've watched it, but on unsolved mysteries on Netflix, there's an episode about the Berkshires and it's about like an alien abduction in like the sixties and Berkshires. And I want to know, if Dorinda experienced any um, extraterrestrial experience or activity when she was living and growing up in the Berkshires, if it's if it actually happened, you know what I mean? Ask her. I really should. That's going to be my big question if we ever get her on the podcast. When, not if, when we get her on the podcast and interview her, I'm going to be like, Dorinda, first things first, have you seen Unsolved Mysteries? I need to know. Have you ever been abducted by aliens in Berkshire County? We're putting out the bat signal right now, the Dorinda signal, if you will. Uh, Dorinda. If you want to come on and talk some unsolved mysteries with us. Yeah. I don't need to talk about anything else. I just want to talk about aliens. Wait, what's Dorinda's favorite show again? Um, it's the it's not Cold Case. It's the murders. It's where they um, we can sit in bed and we can get a bottle of wine and we can watch um, House Hunters. Is that what it is? Is it House Hunters? Or Ghost Hunters or something? I feel like she has expressed interest in the supernatural before. I feel it's remember the Halloween episode where she's like, we can go home right. and get a bottle of wine and sit up and watch a show. And I want to say it is ghost hunters, right? I want to say maybe it's house hunters, but 
And I think we might've be thinking because it was like Halloween that it was like ghosty. But I mean, anyways, I'm sure, I'm sure no one's going to ask her the question and I want to be the first. So we'll have to put it out there. We're putting it out um, there right now. But I did love Leah's um, towny boyfriend um, with this, this scruffy little beard. I don't think it's her prince. I don't think it's going to be her forever love. But hey, it could be fun for a night. A night at the Red Lion Inn. Hey, the sometime, Rindle Waitressing. Yeah, sometimes you need one night of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was like a fun episode. It was like, I feel like there wasn't a ton of conflict, but we got some resolution. So, you know, little wins. It was a good episode. I thought it had a little bit of everything. I mean, the beginning was super explosive. Um, and then they were they were able to quickly resolve it. So, you know, we could get some fun times. It kind of had a little bit of everything. It had a lot of drunken Leah. It had a lot of drunken Sonia. Um, gotta love when Sonia falls over. That's hilarious. It had a little bit of everything. Oh my God, and the double chairs again. It was almost a mirror fall of the Miami fall last, last season. Oh my God, it was. Except she didn't bang her head. And, and Bethany wasn't there saying go to sleep. But right. essentially, it's the same fall. Which makes me think, how many other times has she fallen like that? That woman... Poor woman. Almost annually. Um, like, I think Ramona said it, right? It's not a party until Sonia falls. That's hey, a truism. That is very true. We mentioned it all? Did we? We really, truly did. And that phrase did come from a Berkshire's it back did. in the day. Um, as always, if you want to see all of our recaps, we have Beverly Hills, New York, Potomac is coming. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to get more content, more episodes, we've got our Patreon with exclusive new episodes coming very frequently. We have two up right now and one more coming very soon where we deep dive into special topics and do fun new shows for you. That's at patreon.com slash hot and bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's how you can also find us on social media if you put at hot and bravo. Armin, do you want to do a plug for our sister show, Holly Shook? Yeah, why not? So Holly Shook, it's a show where we cover celebrity scandals, both uh, current and historic. I do that with Ryan Alkire. Check it out at Holly Shook Pod on Instagram and Twitter. It's also on every single podcast platform. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me by searching at Eddie underscore Estrada on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see y'all next time.